Welcome to the Kate Take Podcast with me, your host, Kate Brown. I'm a millennial mama, wife, health and business mentor, and currently in the wonderful, messy middle, navigating the ups and downs of life, entrepreneurship, and building big dreams. At the age of 24, I decided I wanted more from life and a career and stepped into the world of building a part-time business alongside my teaching career. I was able to grow that part-time business into a full-time endeavor, and here I am seven years later. Along the way, I've had a lot of fun, I've failed, I've learned, I've grown a lot, and you know what? I want you to do the same. I know what it's like to want more from life, but not know where to start. I know what it's like to want to reach that next goal, but feel like it's taking forever to get there. I know what it's like to navigate the messy middle and try to figure out your next steps, and that's what the Kate Take is all about, to help take you from inspiration into action every single day, taking one step forward to build your dream life. Each week, I'll share my take or an inspiring guest take on life, business, motherhood, growth, and every single thing in between. All right, you ready? Let's do the damn thing. Well, hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Kate Take Podcast. It's Kate, your host, and I'm so excited that you are here today. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I have tried to record today's episode about five times and I just don't really know where to start. And it's such a hard topic and it's such an important topic. And I just really want today's episode to help women in the in the biggest way I can. And I also just want you as the listener to know today, like I'm doing my best to articulate this. And today's topic is kind of heavy and it's not a typical Kate take episode where I'm going to be coming at you with like some perfect points of what to do to get to X, Y, Z, because I am very much so in the messy middle and that's life. And the whole point of this podcast is to help other millennial women live lives that they actually love and do that through work that fulfills them and health and fitness and wellness and routine. And it deals with dealing with your S-H-I-T, which I am so smack dab in the messy middle of dealing with. So I just bear with me today, my friend, as we kind of dive into this. I also want to give a very important PSA and a trigger warning that I am going to dive into the topic of birth trauma today. And I just want that to be something that I am sensitive to because I know that if you're pregnant, it might be scary to hear stories like this. If you have experienced birth trauma, it might be re-triggering for you, or maybe it's just not your cup of tea. But I do want to give that trigger warning as we dive in today because I am in the messy middle of figuring out how to heal from my birth trauma. And my ultimate goal from today's episode is to share my story with you so that if this is you, or this is your sister or your friend or your coworker, that you can share this episode with her. And ultimately she knows that she is not alone, that there are other women going through this and that there's hope in healing. And there's going to be so much beauty in the journey. So stick with me today on today's episode because I'm I'm learning and I'm going on this journey and you're going to come with me. So we're going to do this together. So let's dive in. I had my daughter 18 months ago and um, it was beautiful and it was amazing. And it was like the best day of my life. And subsequently, it is also one of the most traumatizing days of my life. And it's a very confusing thing for the most beautiful day of your life to also be an experience that holds so much pain and fear. And that's something that is confusing. And, you know, we're complex people with complex emotions and and we can feel more than one thing at once, but it's just, it's a confusing thing. And so 
I kind of, you know, a hard thing for me is that I've sort of been shoving down the scary parts of it. And I've, I am someone who tends to be very solution oriented. I'm an Enneagram three. I want to solve a problem. I want to move forward and I want to like, okay, here's the problem. Let's fix the problem, wrap it up in a nice little bow, move on, put it on the shelf, give me the next one. And with something like a birth trauma, or I, I am assuming any type of trauma, it's hard to just wrap things up with a pretty bow, especially when it's like this messy collage of beauty and heartache and strength and weakness. Like it's confusing as F man. And so, um, I've been going through this the past 18 months of being a mom, but in actuality, as far as my birth trauma goes, I think it's been about a year probably even six months of really realizing like, Oh, I'm, I'm actually like, maybe not. Okay. And let, let's just dig into it. It was about a year ago today. Well, actually let's, let's rewind even more. Uh, part of the reason I want to share this is because I believe that there is a need to be filled to share this story, especially to high-performing women who want to kick ass at their careers or build side businesses or better themselves. Like this is a piece of our story as women, as women working to create a life that we actually really love carrying shit, like being a mom, birth trauma, uh, you know, all those things, it goes into the piece of the puzzle of building your dream life. And you can't build your dream life. If you're being weighed down by baggage, whether that be the trauma of birth or the trauma of a divorce or trauma of a, you know, spouse leaving you or something like that, right? Like we can't move on to that next step. If we don't fix our shit in our mind and our body first. Okay. On top of that, my most downloaded, listened, shared episode by far and large and wide is Ellie's birth story episode from April of 2021. And that tells me that the ambitious woman trying to build her dream life on the other end of this podcast, you also relate to that of being a mom and doing all the things. So I just feel like there's a space for this conversation. And I also feel like who the hell else is talking about this? Because in opening up about my birth trauma on social media, which is now leading me to recording this podcast, it's showing me that there is a need to be filled. And not every single episode of the Kate Take is going to be about this, but I am going to pepper in this journey into some episodes and some guests coming up because it's showing me every single time I share about this, I am flooded with messages from women saying, I don't feel alone because of you. So I just need to put that out there too. So I had my daughter traumatic birth, kind of didn't realize it. Last October of 2021 at this time was the first and only time in my entire life that I went on depression meds because I realized last October that I was not okay. And I've shared a bit about my PPD, but I'm really connecting the dots that that depression has stemmed from, of course, just the changes that your body goes through and hormones and all those things. But there's a big piece of it that comes from this traumatic birth which again, confusing. Cause my daughter is like literally the fucking coolest kid ever. I love her so much. I would do anything. I would jump in front of a bus for her. So it's like, how does my favorite person who I love more than anything in the world, how does she also contribute to my trauma? It's not her, right? Like it's, it's all wrapped up into this big messy bow, but I went on antidepressants because I was so in the comparison trap. And there was just like the devil in my head telling me I wasn't good enough. And when I 
that, that voice was so loud and I couldn't get off that track that I needed medicine and I am not a medical professional. And if you feel like you need medicine, you need to contact your medical professionals, but I needed something to help Skippy get off back on the wheel and start functioning the right way. And I was on my meds very solidly. I mean, I'm on literally the lowest dose. Even if I was on the highest dose, it wouldn't matter. I'm on like 25 milligrams of some off brand of Zoloft. Um, but it's just enough for my brain to like stay off of the um, wheel of I'm not good enough. I'm not a good enough mom. I'm comparing myself, etc. But shit got really dark last year, really dark. And I've never been someone who would ever harm myself or um, unalive myself or anything like that. But there was a point last October where I had a very clear day that I was with my husband and I just said like, oh, I need to get help because I'm having thoughts that like, if I wasn't here, would it just be easier for everyone else? That's a big red flag. That's a big red flag that you need some help. And so I got it. And now I'm kind of seeing that that feeling of not being good enough for me also really stems to my birth experience because I did all this shit to prep and hypnobirthing. And I mean, I was like in nine months of like birth boot camp, and I was just like ready to conquer it. And then I just failed. And I know that it's not a failure. And I know I can find the beauty. I can find the good. Man, that's hard too. And and that's a story of, you know, that's a narrative that I tell myself in life sometimes is like, and maybe you do that too, where, you know, you do and you do and you do enough. And it's just never good enough. Do you ever feel that way? And so for me, exploring this whole idea of birth trauma has really linked back to like, you are good enough and enough is enough sometimes. And you're not a failure. You, you always are going to take something amazing from your failures and you're only ever going to succeed after you fail. So there was this emotional component of it that around this time last year in October, it's November now, but in October that like, I really needed the mental health aspect of this. I feel like once I got that under control, I started to notice the physical piece of trauma. And this is a great lesson for you listening that if something doesn't feel right, physically, emotionally, spiritually, you got to have some discernment and dig into why, and you need to confront the problem because pushing it away is never going to help you not confronting a problem is not going to help you. And again, skill transfer here, right? So I'm going to share some physical things that I was pushing away, but it's already opening my eyes to, I can't push away hard conversations. I can't push away hard tasks. I need to go through those things. And that's a lesson I want you to take from this too, is one, if something doesn't feel right, dig into why. And then two, the only way through it is through it. So again, I'm not a medical professional. And if you can get anything from this episode, it's to always seek professional help. And I'm going to talk about advocacy and advocating to find the correct people to help you through this. But last year around this time, once I got on the meds and I started to feel better there, I started to actually say there's some physical things not feeling right. And this is so TMI, but I'm just going to share it because maybe it will help someone else. But I've had lingering pain in my incision-ish area in my body and it hurts. 
and it typically hurts when I urinate, <laughs> um, internally, not like actual, like pee hole <laughs> again. Wow. This is why I guess it's my own podcast, but like internally it hurts and it's been very indescribable. And it's been one of those things where it's such an indescribable feeling of like, it hurts, but it doesn't hurt. And it hurts sometimes, but it doesn't hurt all the time. And, but it's enough that it's impacted. It's, it's been enough now that for the past year, it has affected my quality of life. Um, and I've just been shoving it away. And every time it hurts, it doesn't always hurt it's been easy to just be like, well, it doesn't hurt right now. So I'll just shove it away. It doesn't hurt right now. I'll shove it away. But then when that pain did come up, it was like, Oh, stark reminder. Ooh, stark reminder. Oh, you got to fix this. But I was just so freaking afraid to confront it for whatever reason. And so that physical piece of it started to really wear on me. And, you know, over the past year, I've kind of dug into different things to heal and come back from my C-section and come back from my birth and share in my postpartum journey. And I've come so far. I've lost 45 pounds. I've, you know, been consistent for the most part. I mean, my health and fitness routine and I'm, I'm feeling good and all these things. And I need to really work on this side of stuff. And what happened for me was when I finally felt ready to confront the physical pain from my C-section, it's like it lifted the lid off of the emotional trauma that I am still carrying. So I had a conversation with one of my best friends. Her husband is a PT. He's a phenomenal person. He talked me through it and he's been helping me kind of like navigate the insurance system to like find a colleague of his that he recommended. Again, you need to advocate for yourself. If you need pelvic floor health, if you need a physical therapist, anything like that, call your insurance company, call them, see who they cover, get the list of names and start calling the people who fit the bill of what you need to physically heal. Whether this is a birth trauma experience or something else for you physically, mentally, emotionally, therapist, all the thing, go to your insurance, find someone who's covered. And then if the first person you see does not feel like a good fit, go to somebody else because I've seen a couple therapists over the past year and ultimately they're not a right fit for me. And I'm moving on to somebody new and I've gone to a physical therapist that was fine. But when I went to this most recent physical therapist, I've been waiting for months to get in to see her. Um, it's been great. So that's the advocacy piece here. And, and that's a lesson for life and business and the, all the shit that you want to do in your life. Nobody's going to advocate as hard for you and for your dreams as you are. And it's the same thing with your health. Nobody is going to care about it as much as you do. You know, my husband loves me to death. Zach would do anything for me and he can't fix this for me. I have to fix this for me. So advocate for yourself in not only this area of birth trauma, but going towards your dreams, your ambitions, your goals, everything. You have to be the one that wants it the most, and you have to be the one to take action and take it from your dear friend, Kate here, who's been pushing down physical, uncomfortable, painful symptoms for almost a year because I just procrastinated it. And I was afraid of what it would say. And ultimately this is just getting very raw. Ultimately, the reason that I have not confronted the physical pain from my C-section is I have a fear that I will not be able to have a vaginal birth someday. And I have a very visceral response to the idea of a future C-section, a very visceral response. And recently, 
once I kind of lifted the lid and started this process of trying to find a PT that could help me with my pelvic floor, it's like the emotions came right in. And the other day, a couple weeks ago, I was at a, uh, like a Home Depot type store and the lights were really fluorescent and I had to leave because I had a flashback to being on that table in surgery, unable to move, not holding my baby, being so confused, begging the doctors, asking them if I could go home, just a straight up flashback. I was like, wow, I'm fucked up. (laughs) I got to fix this. I can't live my life with physical pain and I can't have emotional pain of going into a Home Depot and having a visceral reaction flashback to my C-section surgery. It wasn't my actual C-section. It was a uterine bleed that I had afterwards. That really is what fucked me up. So, and if you're a new listener, I swear sometimes. So welcome. Um, so I'm ready to confront this. I found the PT, but it's really opened up my eyes to some of this emotional crap that I've not dealt with. And at the root for me, it comes down to fear. And I, I don't want to live in fear. I don't want to be afraid of a future birth. I want to just have that redemption story. And to me, redemption in a future birth doesn't mean a perfect unmedicated vaginal birth, which is what I wanted in the beginning when I had Ellie. Like to me, a victory is not being in an operating room and just holding my baby first. Because to this day, that kills me that I did not hold her first and that I didn't get to, you know, have that golden hour and all those things, you know? And so I got to work through that fear because I want to expand my family someday here. And I can't do that. I feel kind of stuck in life because I still have this fear around another birth. I have this fear around ending up in an OR I have this fear that it will go that way again. And I don't want that. And I know that when you are carrying a child, they feel what you feel. And I don't want to, you know, bestow this trauma onto a future child, onto Ellie's sibling, right? And that's really where I reached this breaking point where I'm ready to freaking move on in a healthy way, not just for myself, but God willing, I am able to get pregnant and carry a pregnancy again and carry a baby to full term. God willing, I will be able to give that baby a clean slate and and have a happy, healthy pregnancy that is not rooted in fear. Okay, girl, honest question for you. What would happen to your business if social media disappeared tomorrow? Did I just scare you? This is not a Halloween prank, but it is a reminder that you need an email marketing system and Flowdesk is the best thing out there. I have been using Flowdesk for about a year now and I cannot even begin to tell you how obsessed with it that I am. As someone who isn't the most tech savvy of people, I was so intimidated by all email marketing systems, but I knew that my business needed a way to easily and beautifully connect with my customers, podcast listeners, and clients. So I found Flowdesk and the experience has been amazing. And I know no matter what happens with social media, I always have my emails to connect with my audience. Flowdesk makes it so easy to design emails that people love to get. I use it to sell digital products, services, connect with my customer base and provide value. Flowdesk has the most beautiful email and sales page templates. It's an intuitive platform. It's simple to use. And honestly, it makes the deliverability so easy. As a small business owner, I have used this to grow my business, engage with my audience, nurture leads, and so much 
more. I am telling you, you do not need to be intimidated by an email marketing system. If I can do this, so can you, and you will love the simplicity and beauty of Flowdesk. Flowdesk is offering the Kate Take listeners 50% off for the entire year when you use code Kate50 at checkout. You can head to the show notes of this podcast to get started with Flowdesk, and seriously, you will not regret it. Go check out Flowdesk today. And so that's really where I'm at. And so I want to share with you my game plan of kind of my plan for healing here. And hopefully it helps you. That's really my goal with this podcast episode today is to help you that if you're going through this, or if you've shared this with a friend who's going through this, that she can kind of hear somebody else's game plan. And then she can go start to formulate her plan to heal and better herself. Because like I said, we can't, I can't reach the next level of my life as far as a mother and a wife and, you know, a family. I can't move on in bigger dreams and goals and ambitions if I don't take care of this first. And what an amazing skill transfer it will be and already is to work through this in real time and realize that I can do anything. And I just want to say this before I go on to share my plan. If you're any type of birthing parent, you're a mama, you've given birth you've done the late nights and the early mornings and you've changed the diapers and you've maybe gone through a traumatic birth like me, stop doubting yourself. You have done far harder things in your life than, you know, these goals you have, this ambition, this business, whatever it is that you want to do. That's amazing. Look at what you've accomplished. You're a mother. I'm sorry. There are no men out there who can do what we do, ladies. I'm just saying like, it baffles me that women, that we are such powerful beings that we even freaking doubt ourselves because we've been, if you've given birth, you've done like the hardest, coolest fucking thing in the world, but you don't think you can reach your next business goal. Like that's stupid, man. And you're not stupid. Like we are smart, capable women. And we need to realize that that is such a superpower that we can use in life. Okay. So tangent, but here's my plan. I first and foremost, starting next week, am starting EMDR therapy. So I have found a therapist that specializes in birth trauma going through my insurance company. And I'm going to tell you right now, I love you so much. And if you are local, I'm not going to share my therapist or my PT because that is just, it's just too intimate. And you need to go through your own insurance. And obviously, and, and honestly, I feel like you need to do some of the advocacy work too. I will be there for you, but like, I'm not going to personally share exactly who I'm seeing. And I hope that you can respect and understand that, but I am going to go to a therapist who specializes in EMDR and birth trauma. And if you don't know what EMDR therapy is, it's, it's client focused and it's to basically help your trauma. So think of your brain. Your brain is thinking, right? Your brain's doing all these things. And your prefrontal cortex is where your thinking and processing part of your brain is. It's your decision maker in your brain. And what kind of happens with trauma is that it gets stuck to the front part of the brain. And when you're, you're at work and you're doing your thing, bam, 
you have a flashback or like me, you're going to the Home Depot to do a few errands and bam, the bright lights bring you back to a surgery. That's because your trauma is like pretty to the front of your brain. So when you're trying to process day-to-day work and execute decisions, X, Y, Z, all of a sudden those old like thoughts, feelings, smells, images, sensations, like they all come up and they clout your thinking. And so EMDR therapy is um, a trauma response therapy and it works by basically focusing on your troubling images, your flashbacks, you know, the thing that's causing you trauma. And you do basically rapid eye movement, um, either with tapping or from looking side to side, your therapist helps you do this, but you kind of, um, do some physical activity with your eyes at the same time where you're kind of walking through this traumatic event. And the goal of it is to move the trauma more to the back side of your brain so that it's not so forefront in your mind. So like I said, if you've gone through a traumatic event, maybe it's like a car accident or something like that, you don't replay that car accident in your head so easily and readily and available. And that's something for me that I know I need to work on because I can walk through my birth so vividly. I can smell it. I can taste it. I can see it. And it's like, there's scary. There's so many beautiful parts of that, but the scary parts I need to not be able to so easily access. So I am going to go to weekly therapy Um, with this therapist to really start the emotional component of that. On top of that, I have four weeks in a row of one hour um, physical, physical therapy with a pelvic floor specialist. Again, you can find a pelvic floor specialist through your insurance company. You also can pay out of pocket if you find someone, but this has taken me a while to find a PT that I've been um, recommended by. And she was phenomenal. Our first um, appointment was so, 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 so good. And it just also is that's where the advocacy comes in. So maybe you find someone that you do like and you do enjoy or that you you know is covered in your insurance but you don't like or enjoy them or you're like this is not a good fit don't go to them again go to somebody else go find someone else on that list get on their books and find somebody else same thing with therapy i've i've seen a couple of just like talk therapist type people over the past year but i'm like i need the emdr person so but if i don't like her after this first appointment i'll go find someone else um So part of this is working through the physical pain and I don't really know what we're going to do in the PT. Um, but she did ensure me that, uh, it's, it's very fixable with PT, with pelvic floor work, with exercises to kind of work through a lot of this scar tissue. Scar tissue is what's causing me this pain in my body. Um, and so I'm really excited to, um, pee without pain. I don't know. Seems like a normal thing, but I'm really excited. And this woman seems phenomenal. So I've got four weeks of one hour PT with her, and then she's going to give me homework as well. The third thing that I'm going to do to work through this is I'm going to go back to eating pretty much according to the gut protocol, not a hundred, hundred percent. I loved the gut protocol. I felt so, so good doing that. Um, but I also don't have food sensitivities. Like I can eat dairy. I can eat those things. Of course, certain things do make me feel better. I've realized alcohol makes me feel like absolute crap, but, um, 
I talked to my friend, um, Shelby Colzer. She's a registered dietitian. Uh, she's been on the podcast before. She's a phenomenal human being. She's, um, a spiritual type of person. She does a lot of like energetic work for business, um, for women who own businesses. And then she has this background of nutrition and me and Shelby had a really nice conversation about, you know, trauma, leaving the body and her take on nutrition with this. And so I feel you know, really good with the idea of going back to a more anti-inflammatory style of eating most of the time. So like, I'm going to follow it, but if you invite me to go to drinks this month, I will get a drink with you. (laughs) Um, but she just kind of had a lot to say about like your body can feel inflamed when you're working through trauma, like, um, mentally, physically, all those types of things. And she was like, it's just, it's not going to hurt you. It's only going to help you. And so for me, honestly, in this next month, I'm like, okay, with the holidays and all these things coming up, those can carry their own hard pieces of it too. I'm like, I'm just going to do everything I can do to set my body up for success. So, you know, mentally I have therapy going on physically. I'm going to have PT and then physically also, of course, I'm going to have, um, working with my anti-inflammatory more style of eating. And I'm, also fitness wise, going to pair this with something I'm really, really excited about. So kicking off on Monday, November 7th, I am doing a three week program called healthy obsession. It is a redo of a fitness program I did back in 2018 called, um, 80 day obsession. I have such a good group of women doing this. We're, we're going to do this within my boot camp. but I'm like, I just need something I'm very excited about to get up for press play on, like get excited for something new. And so for me, fitness always reinvigorates me. And I've honestly felt kind of lost the past month of like, what do I want to do next? So this could not be a more perfect time. So, um, these workouts are one hour a day, five days a week, three weeks on. And then the fourth week is sort of like a rest and recovery week with mobility. And I'm just really excited about it. And so, I know that emotionally and physically, you know, cause even the PT, I saw she like, we really dove into the emotional side of these things. So I'm like, I just feel like November could have the potential of being very emotionally heavy for me with working through this, going to therapy, going to PT. And so I need something that I am pumped about doing that is going to bring joy to my life, get my endorphins going. So I'm so freaking excited for healthy obsession. And I have such a good crew of women that are going to do it with me, um, on my November 7th boot camp. So that's my game plan. As far as this healing journey goes in November. And I want to invite you to explore what you need to move forward in your own life. If doing something like this in a boot camp is something that you need. If you're like, I need a fitness that I'm excited about, or I could use nutrition that's anti-inflammatory or whatever, you know, I'm going to help you there. That's not the point of this episode today. The point of this episode today is to hopefully move your needle forward in your life. If you've experienced something similar, but if that is something that you're like, I could use community and I could use that, then go to the link in my bio because I have spots open until um, the rest of this weekend. And of course, if, if you can't start on the seventh, we can always work something else out, but a good group of us are starting this on November 7th. But here's my goals from sharing this with you. And in the next month, I know I'm not going to be perfectly healed in a month. (laughs) Just like my C-section scar is never going away. This experience is never going to leave me. And I've already been able to pull out so much good from it. And my goal is to continue to pull out the good from it and really not just tuck away the bad, but really unpack it 
wash those clothes, put them back on the shelf where they belong and only access them if I actually need it. And I just want to live a life that I'm not afraid to live. I want to, in the future, God willing, we are able to expand our family. I want to have joy and I want to be excited. And I really want a redemption birth. I just want to hold that baby on my chest in the future. I don't even know who this baby, next next baby will be, God willing again. But I, I want to come into that experience and just have that moment. And I know that that moment can't happen if I don't do this work now. And so think about this this way, whether this is birth trauma for you or whatever it is, your goals, your dreams, your ambitions, like that mountaintop, that thing that you want, you got to go through the hard. You got to confront black and white it. What's going on? What's not going on? What do I need to change? And how do I need to change it? And when you can do that, I just know that you'll reach your goals. I just know that you'll reach your ambitions. And I just know we can do it together. I just know it in my heart and my soul. And I hope that in sharing this today, you feel a little less alone, a lot bit inspired, and just know I'm right there on the journey with you. And I will surely keep you up to date on this journey as well over on social media. You can follow me on Instagram at underscore Kate Brown. You can also go follow me over on TikTok. I'm going to share a lot more of this journey like vlog type style over on TikTok. So you can follow me over there at Kate Brown underscore, and I'll link that in the show notes as well. And then I'm going to just um, link a couple of books of resources that were recommended to me from my PT that you can grab in the show notes as well. And then of course, if you do want to join in on healthy obsession or, you know, need help with nutrition, reach out, you know, I'm your girl for that. And I'm just sending you so much light and love. Please share this episode with somebody else today. Go leave a written five-star review. If you haven't, they mean the world to me and I will see you next week on the Kate Take. Love ya. Bye-bye.